Hey everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win-win-win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, Great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, So go do it, d2rpn.com. There's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. To Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre recorded. Deep undercover, in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! Hey Dave. Hello sir. Uh, You ready to do another uh, think tank? I am here to tank the things. Nice, alright. Today... We are going to watch an exclusive premiere. Exclusive. Of We've got some pull. Well, we don't have pull, really, for this. We're actually... Uh, we just got lucky, I guess. Um, the, the film is uh, Australian. So, like, Aust- Austra... And then Alien. So, Aust- it'd normally be Australian. But it's Australian. That's a nice play on words. It is niceness. Uh, Australian Skies 2. Now, I never saw the first one. I did not either. I didn't know there was a first one. I hope there's not much follow-through from the first one, because we'll be lost. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But um, Tyler from Secure Team, as you've heard us talk about on here, um, he he's was able to obtain a copy of this film from the guy that made this movie I guess and I'm trying to yeah, okay so maybe I can just read this here now here's the thing so he, he got he obtained the rights to show this movie on his YouTube channel for like 48 hours or some shit like that you know what I mean like three or four days and then it's coming off YouTube and then the only way to see it is if you buy the movie so but he's got it up for his People that his follow his channel, or whatever, fans, for yeah. free for this amount of time. Well, because we follow, and literally, it's like um, we're in like day three or four at this point, I think. So uh, we're gonna hit it real quick before it, it leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, what he 
Tyler from Skier Team put on his thing. Did you read that? I did. While you were Is talking. it was it worth reading to the listeners? Sure. Okay, it says, Thanks for stopping by, guys. Whether you liked it or not, are a believer or a skeptic, I want to thank the makers for allowing me to share it here free and for giving us yet another story of strangeness from around the world. Above all else, thanks to Liam for putting himself out there and sharing his journey with an often narrow-minded and cruel world. It's always good to take in new perspectives and data, which in this case shows clearly that this phenomenon is not exclusive to only America. Fun side idea. I think it's about time for a secure team documentary. What do you guys think? Hope all is well, and I'll be back to posting new vids. ASAP. Tyler. The Zap. So, um, yeah, the movie, Australian Skies 2. We're going to watch the movie live. Listeners, you'll get to listen to the movie, because by the time you're hearing this, the movie's no longer on his YouTube channel, so you get to hear the movie at least for free. Forever. Um, And uh, we will pause and comment if there's anything. So, Dave, obviously, if you have anything you want to say, tell me to pause it and or whatever. Oh, yeah, we can use our new little uh, bell. I have the pause bell ready. Yeah, so you'll hit that if you have a comment or want to discuss something. What if I want to do? You just just pause it yourself. Oh, yeah, I'll just pause it. Yeah. Because you can't hit the button and me run over there to pause it. That would be dumb. No, I I could hit it and pause it. You could, but so when you want to say something, you're going to do that. Yep. And and don't be obnoxious with it. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. All right. We're getting rid of the bell already. All right. I only did that because you were saying so. All right. I'll be. be, Here we go. I'll be an adult about it. All right. So Australian Skies Two exclusive premiere. Hold on. Before you hit play. Did you seriously look to see if there was a, a number one? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, I can look real quick. I'm just curious if there is a one. The movie's four and a half hours, Dave. We probably should get to it. We will. We will. I'm just, just kidding. I'm just curious if there's a one. I wonder how long this episode's going to be. 17 days. <laughs> I'm just skipping my Ireland trip. Oh, that would suck. By the time listeners hear this, it'll be, you'll be in Ireland or back from Ireland? Yes. Yeah, there was in 2015. All right. Good to know. Oh, you're already going to fall asleep, aren't you? <laughs> so the first one is an Australian Skies is a documentary film that explores the sightings of identified flying objects and the people who witnessed them with within Australia. Follow filmmaker Don Mears. Um, what the fuck? Goddamn ads. These, like, that's right. Well, we don't need to know the plot. We, yeah, yeah. we, we get it. Well, I that's the first one. one. I just want to see if there was one. Well, there is. All right, good. And this one seems to be a little bit longer than that one. So, anyways, I guess we have to go watch the first one at some point. But we're going to watch the second one now because... Uh, we're backwards like that. Yeah. And it's free. That's how we do. All right. We can like can I hit play now? Yes, you may. All right. My name is Don Mears. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I'm on my way to interview UFO contactee Liam Freeney. Now, Liam appeared in the first Australian Skies film with claims of UFO sightings, black helicopters and government cover-ups. However, according to Liam, this is only the tip of the iceberg. 
As Liam reaches a crossroad with this phenomenon, we will ask the question, is it extraterrestrial contact or government conspiracy, or is it something far more stranger? This is what we are chasing. This is Australian Skies 2, Contact of Interest. Solid opening so far. wanted to go to Australia. That's our next big bucket list item we're going to. Yeah. They do Australian cruises? I don't think so. No. say. Maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. Do a cruise around Australia. The Outback. Sorry, I'm just trying to talk because there's really nothing. Yeah, I'm just trying to take it all in. You take it in. That's what she said. Yeah. So I guess maybe I can describe what's happening. The guy's driving to go see the dude. Yeah, the guy's driving. Hey guys, how are you going? My name's Don Mears. I'm the director of Dojo Media. And welcome to Australian Skies 2 Contact of Interest. I'm here in Kayama, which is a lovely coastal town about two hours south of Sydney in New South Wales. And I'm here to meet a UFO contactee by the name of Liam Freeney. Now, in the first film... There was always a reluctance to attribute what these objects were in the sky that people were filming. Background noise was way too loud. However, with Liam, he was always adamant that what was happening to him was otherworldly. And when I asked him why he was so certain of this, his response was, look, these objects in the sky are just the tip of the iceberg. It's what starts to happen to you after you film these things. That's what will convince you. So as a result, he's invited us to Kayama to have a bit of a chat about some of these strange things. Now, to make the film, I've got the crew here. I've also got a good friend of mine and fellow filmmaker, Attila Cowdy. Attila's here not just because of his technical ability, but because he himself has also experienced some of these strange things that Liam's perhaps experienced. And I thought it might be interesting to get the two of them together to meet. So there you have it. What's the next step past these objects in the sky what's the next thing what's the next level with them i suppose to find out those answers we're going to have to find liam who apparently is down on the jetty somewhere yeah background noise is way too loud catch anything only with the camera, mate. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you. My name's Liam Freeney. I'm 42 years old. Married, two children, and I live in Kaima in New South Wales, Australia. I have a job, I work hard full time. I'm from New Zealand. Uh, we moved to Australia in 2008, and we've been here ever since. 
So yeah, it's a lovely spot we have moved to. Obviously, the reason why I'm sitting in this chair, something dramatic changed for me in uh, 2013. I basically saw a UFO, and it sort of dramatically changed the way I look at life. Before that time, I never gave this subject or these UFOs or anything like this any thought. It wasn't part of my life, but since 2013, it's had quite a big impact on my life. I don't like how it says 13. The started March the 18th, 2013. The thing started to change three months beforehand. I started getting a sort of a funny feeling that I should be looking at the sky. Uh, so I bought some binoculars. But they weren't just your normal binoculars. binoculars. They were mm-hmm. astronomy binoculars, of course. And they you almost needed someone else to sort of help you carry them. They were pretty big. And I, I started looking at the sky during the day through them and was looking, you know, on the edges of clouds and I guess I, by that stage I knew I was looking for something and I think it was a UFO. I just was convinced I was going to see one. Uh, my wife thought it was pretty cool that I had a, another interest in life. She's like, oh, good on you. Good on you. And uh, <laughs> when I, she asked me what I was looking for, I was like, UFO. She goes, oh, that's great, dear. You know. No problem. She didn't give a a laugh. But, uh... She was banging the gardener. Yeah. Little did she know, and what was she going to find out shortly? Could be a plane. So he's filming a. And it was March the 18th. Objects. So I found myself at about one o'clock, one thirty, sitting outside the office, having a coffee, just sitting in a chair, just looking out at the sky, sort of southwest, and I spotted this sort of white, what I thought at first was a parachute, just sitting in the sky, and I was looking at it for a while, and then a plane flew in front of it, like a big commercial plane. And I realised that it wasn't a parachute, because this thing was a long way behind the plane, but yet it was probably twice as big as the plane. So then I was like, whoa, this is is what I've been waiting for, this is it. And it was, all I can describe it as, it was spitting out these bright lights. And they were sort of all floating around this big object. And then they came together in a diamond shape. But the moment they came together, they lit up. It was like, whoosh, and lit up, and then they all dissipated away and drifted around this big object. And then something strange happened. A a fighter jet went and intercepted this object. And that was the last I saw of it. And the the, uh, plane that went to intercept it. Mystery. Yep. There's like a bunch of them right there. You see all exactly. that? Exactly. What the hell are they? No. Southern you don't see gold. all those? This no. This is absolute gold. Bad eyes. No, that's why I moved to a different camera. And I can see one now, or that different microphone. I can see one. Fl- Look towards... Oh, my God, we've got it. There's that one that's blinking. Yeah. The but there's a curiosity part. There was a bunch to the left. I was waiting and waiting and also, waiting, and I was convinced. Now they're not blinking. And okay, then it happened. There's too many lights. So now you want to those know what lights? it is. Let me dim it. 
and that's that was that that was it for me. I was like, right, I need to find out what I've just seen. So I was ready for the next one because I was, yeah, I just, I was like, now I've seen it. I need more. I need to see more. I need Thank to you. figure out what it was. So I'd go to work every day and I'd set it up just in the office so it was ready to go. And it took five or six weeks. So I was at home by myself. I think it was a Saturday. And I was just pottering around home when I had this sort of overwhelming urge to get in the car and drive up. It's only five minutes from home, but up on top of this hill, have a look. And within minutes of me getting up there, this huge craft appeared. Here we go. What have we got here? What have we got here? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Sucks because he was zoomed in pretty well for a second there. This is pretty crazy. Kind of looks like the uh, whatever they uh, allegedly said we land on the moon with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. It's like uh It also kind of looks like a bunch of clusters of balloons. Well, it's probably a weather balloon. That's what they're going to say it is. But I think it was rotating. That's why it would yeah. start to shine. So like they can't fake that because you have the the wind sound as he's zooming in on it. In my mind, you could can't see it. There is above that pole there. not record our own voices then That's get full zoom unfortunately just get plain audio of wind blowing Sheep. yeah i guess we can add it over top Look and then put in edit this little object while we film the sky really close yeah i guess like always you know what i mean there, there's ways yeah. to fake this but is it faked i guess is the question because this guy has a shit ton of videos supposedly on camera of these things so the question uh, is... It's gone. It's gone. As for Liam, 
Um, he was introduced to me through a mutual investigator who invited me to come along and investigate further exactly what it was that Liam was seeing in the sky. As for Liam's technical ability within modern day electronics, doesn't know anything about cameras. He's got absolutely no clue about computers. He's not up to date with software, editing software or anything like that. He's in the building industry. He's nuts and bolts. He gets dirty. He gets dusty. That's what he likes to do and that's all he's ever done. He's a family man. You know, he's got a wife. He's got kids. He's got a job. He's got responsibilities. He really does. So. All right. Now, I, I, I have an issue. Yeah. Whether these videos are real or not, and I guess this is me bitching, but is it that hard to hold the fucking camera still mm-hmm. on an object? Why so much movement? Like, th- th- you think these people were literally drunk, on, uh, <laughs> drunk, or on like a, uh, or there's an earthquake happening while yeah. you're trying to focus. Like, I get it. My hands shake too when I'm trying to really focus on something, but. Prop it on your shoulder or something. There's ways to do this. Buy a fucking tripod. And and especially if this guy's out doing this. Like, And then here's the other thing. The object's up there in the sky, so you're zoomed out so that you can, like, get it in there. But then, like, when they, like, f- are on the ground for ten seconds, yeah. you're, you're filming this thing in the sky. Why the fuck is the camera facing the ground? I don't understand right. that. Here, Here's my... It's frustrating. My frustration on that. All right, so we're going to put this movie together, make it seem as if it's real, because we want it to be real, right? Let's just go with the fact that we're trying to make it real. Well, I think this, there's legitimacy to this guy. Um, Let's go with that. But One, like you just said, so if I'm going to try and make it believable, I'm going to be shaky, so you can't really see it, but you can kind of see it. So it, it's got that factor. Right. Now, what I don't like is what we're hearing in the words that is coming out of this guy's mouth right now. He's selling us on the fact, like, it doesn't need to be said that, oh, he doesn't know anything about computers, doesn't know how to edit anything. Like, I get that they're trying to set up the fact that they're real because he doesn't know how to edit shit. Well, if you don't want to call attention to it, don't fucking bring it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have an issue with that. I don't like the way that that's brought up. You know, um, I just think that's stupid. I think it's almost, that almost kind of, to me, says, yeah, it, it is edited, but we're going to try and tell you that he doesn't know how to do it, so, you know, so you believe us. So there's no question about it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy that. I, don't, I wouldn't, like, in real life, we wouldn't be like, hey, man, like, if I'm cooking you dinner and I'm making something I don't know how to do, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, I've never made this before. I hope you fucking like it. You know what I mean? I'm just going to make it and be like, hey, we're having fucking enchiladas tonight. I'm going to make you guys some enchiladas. All right. And I just fucking do it. I don't fucking tell you I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it. Do I? Do I tell you? Uh, yeah, I, I work for in a chip factory, so I don't know anything about making food. Um, So I'm just going to make this stuff now. Um, Maybe not. I mean... In I real life, in real life you don't do that. I think that. that's a bad example, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, in real life you don't do that. Well, maybe. I, I could see somebody doing that. Because if it's a horrible meal, they they don't want their whole reputation based on that. Like, this is a first date. I decided to have you over to make you dinner, but I have never really cooked this meal. So I might tell you I've never made this meal before so that you're not, like, thinking, 
wow, this person can't cook. Maybe they just can't cook this meal in case it's shitty. Now, if it's really good, then I did a great job on my first meal. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, I can kind of, that's why I said, I think it's a bad example. Yeah, it's the but, first thing that came to mind. Right. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think everybody else did, too. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, you make a good point. Maybe they're trying to set this up because it all is fake. And they're trying to, like, you know, really tell a it. story here. I don't know. I guess let's keep watching. Yeah. I noticed there's three commercials, too. Did you notice that? No, those are little pop-up ads. Oh, you don't even have to make any comment about that, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. Great job. Good, good contribution. You know, eat my, eat Here's my a guy dick. that doesn't need the attention. You know, it's, it's not like um, he's unemployed and he's got oh, nothing. Back to the ground. I love the ground shots when we're trying to film a fucking UFO. Seen all this footage, it was extremely intriguing, and that led us on the path of wanting to know what Liam was about. My mum lives in New Zealand, so I rang my mum to tell her. I'm very close with my mum, and I went, Mum, you're not going to believe this. I saw this, and uh, it's just incredible. You know, and I'm going to go out and look for them. And she said, can you do something for me? She goes, don't go out at night by yourself. And I went, well, that's a bit strange. Shouldn't you say, well, that's a weird thing to see. But she said, don't go out at night by yourself looking for them. So I always thought that was strange. Yeah. And uh, since then, my mum and I have had lots of talks about them, and she's told me a few stories herself. From where we uh, grew up in New Zealand, that she said it was a bit of a hot spot, apparently. Um, a lot of people would see uh, strange crafts and lights in the sky. And she's since told me quite a few different stories of sightings that she's had. But each one started with, I think I, oh, we saw one once. I often thought about, after that, speaking with mum, I wonder if my dad had ever seen any, but unfortunately he'd passed away a year before this happened, so uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about his maybe involvement or if he'd ever seen any, so didn't he had a military background, he <laughs> was in the British military, but like I said, I have no idea if he knew anything about it or saw anything he never talked about. He didn't talk about anything, to be fair, about what he did in the military at all. Pretty much not once. <laughs> so, that's as far as I, I know. I can't, I don't have anything. But jeepers, I'd love to ask him. I would love to ask him. Visuals, like during these like little musical interlude things, are pretty amazing. 
like the scenery of Australia. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful, man. Uh, and that's filmed really well. But uh, now, yeah. All right, here we go. Gonna talk? Nope. Okay. Dramatic effect, bro. But it's it's really pretty. I mean, I think they've done a good job with like this part of the movie. Yeah, I think this is like a tourism ad. I want to go there again. <laughs> For Australia? <laughs> like the Super Bowl? Yeah. Is that the end of the movie? Oh. Acted like it was about to be over. Alright, back to more really cool shots. I like all this. This is cool. A lot of time-lapse shit. Yeah. Alright, now he's driving again. So weird that they ride, drive on the wrong side of the road. Or do they drive on the right side of the road? to the left side. I'd say ninety percent of the things I see are during the day. I don't very, I very rarely go out at night. I was at first at night, but things were happening for me during the day in a beautiful blue sky. And so basically, it's it's always been that way. That's a good point. People don't usually look up at the sky during the day. Mm-hmm. When you're climbing, always have three points of contact on the uh, on the surface. All right, so just take it easy. Do your bollocks count as one point? Have <laughs> that hanging low enough? <laughs> on location with Don Mears. really small town in the middle of the South Island of New Zealand called Arthur's Pass and uh, yeah it was it was mountainous basically obviously there was a wee school there but when you weren't at school you were out on your own exploring and your parents sort of just left you to it you'd be at home for dinner and it was from a very young age so my dad was a, a pretty big mountain climber he uh, had this this urge to uh, climb the highest mountains he could find so he <laughs> climbed them in New Zealand and then he discovered the Himalayas and so yeah he went climbing in the Himalayas and climbed several mountains over there Mount Everest Amber de Blanc, just yeah and this is back in the 80s so yeah he was just a, a tough mountain man but obviously a great dad of course but he was a hardened mountaineer Would you ever want your kids to be Oh, look, I guess you don't have any choice if it does happen, but um, I'd probably prefer it not to happen. <laughs> because there's just... There's so much more that goes along with it that, uh, yeah. If I am thinking about it, and someone, like I said, if someone wants to know about it and they seem really genuinely interested, or I'm talking about it, it's, it does happen.
got it on full zoom in the centre of my camera. It's fantastic. The feeling is a feeling where you don't have any choice in the matter. You have to get to an area and you don't think why you're going there or why you're going there. You just have to get there. You have to get to this point. People that I've met over the years, um, a lot of people that I've met who've actually been, have had interests or still have interests in UFO phenomena, have that draw to the whole subject. And they will go to some pretty extreme limits to try to capture the next close encounter on video. Wow, I've just got another one flew across it. There's a lot going on up here today, guys. Holy smoke. That euphoria that people have claimed to have experienced, I think that's what they're searching for, that euphoric moment. How you feel when you see it, because nothing comes close to it. And nobody will ever understand that unless they're going through it. But if you come across, you could be in the middle of nowhere and come across this and see it. The feeling that you get is just like overwhelming. And you are... You're, you're up there for days. Yeah, easy. 20 minutes of the state stationary. Oh, I'm getting some awesome footage here. Oh, yeah. It's, you doing right up? Yep. It's, it's actually on, it's under the cloud. It's on our side of the cloud now. It's, it's getting closer. Because, yeah, I believe it's on our side of the cloud. He's moving left quite quickly, though. I don't think he's on this side of the clouds. I'm going to have to say there is a link between the object and, and myself because no, no. they've. It's, it's kind of hard to, to tell if it's above like the clouds or beneath the clouds, but it's so bright. The environment that I was at to go somewhere completely different and then for this to show up. So clearly there's a link. Um, it's definitely drawing you to a spot where it wants you to, or clearly wants you to be there. And I find it strange to even say that. Trust me, but it's. It's just reality. It's, it's quite interesting because the way an experience like that affects you is, is quite profound and you just want to know more, you just want to go after and more. You just want to put everything, your whole life to the side and just go on this absurd quest uh, to know more about the origins of these UFOs. You, um, you were saying that you'd never had any previous interest in ufology or, or any sort of this phenomena before your experiences. Once you started having these experiences though, did you ever go back and have a look through your uh, childhood history or anything like that and notice anything strange? If I think about it and look back on my childhood, I would say there's definitely some um, points in time in my life where possibly something was going on. Uh, one particular event sort of comes to mind where 
for about three years as a child. I think I was sort of seven to ten or six to nine, something like that. I used to suffer from these horrendous migraines. And they were just the worst thing you could possibly ever wish on your worst enemy. They were so bad that I would just throw up all day. I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink. And I'd have to be in like a dark room. You know, like you're just the worst migraine ever. But it was every Sunday morning three years or so I'd wake up with this and the night before the migraines would start I was convinced that there was something or someone or maybe three of them outside my window and I was convinced that they were coming in. When you were getting the migraines did your parents ever take you to see a doctor for them or anything like that? Um, Absolutely, because they were so, I was so ill and sick that my parents and my mum especially was like, you know, really concerned, everyone's concerned, so yeah, I was having scans, um, they did all the food tests, colour tests, you know, and they just couldn't figure out why I was getting them, they never, never found out, and they said, look, you know, you might grow out of them one day, hopefully that's what will happen, and I guess I did, but um, it went on for three or so years, and it was it got to the point where we didn't go away because we knew what was going to happen to me on that Sunday. Maybe I shouldn't go out drinking Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Why I got involved into the UFO field subject of UFOs was that this is something that sort of goes back as far as childhood. Um, some of the experiences that I had when I was a kid, some of the ambiguous lights that I saw, um, I guess it just quested my thirst to know a little bit more. Okay, I woke up one morning and I'd had a dream that night that I'd been taken in a craft and I was flying over the water to look at this massive sphere and above it were ten small craft so each craft had taken one person mm. and I was just allowed to watch what was going on and this was my dream see this is where the UFO field you know gets a wee bit different or not different complicated I started having the dreams of flying and UFOs and or like walking across a paddock and finding a UFO and all of a sudden the door would kick open and there'd be two sort of humanoid looking people going, come on, we've been waiting for you, let's go. And it's just, you wake up in the morning just going, what on earth? You know? Mm. Next morning, this is what I woke up to. Mm. I do have that what video. What the hell? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I felt like I'd been beaten up with a softball mm. bat, like you wouldn't believe so I'm taking photos in the morning, in the evening. Serious bruising. Jesus, you didn't go to the hospital for that? Yep, I went to the doctor. And? And he sent me straight to the hospital. He goes, you've been bitten by a snake. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I live in a nice two-story house. I don't believe it got into the bed with me. So I was at Westmead Hospital. Did toxicology reports. Nothing. No snake. Now, I'm starting to get pretty confused by it. They got spiders over is, there. Uh, this yeah, is but really did you see the formation of those? Yeah, yeah. As, as excited as I was to start with, I was like, well, what's going on? Okay. Right. Like, yeah, it was pretty full on. 
it drew pictures, it changed shape, it kept drawing all that's this not crazy a stuff. Right? No, that's not. Jesus. And then the next week, this I get this one. Just these lines, these wicked bruises that's on just on the back there. Yeah. I get yeah, so much. So that's a whole new twist to it. It's not just a matter of oh seeing UFOs, that's cool. There's another side to it which isn't that cool. <laughs> and I mean that because hey, why do you go to bed feeling fine and wake up and you've got holes in your legs? Liam, you've just been showing us these photographs of these bruises on your body or alleged snake bites on your body. Is there any blood at all? No indication of bleeding. Nothing on sheets or pillows, like from a wound or anything like that? No, because it's, it's always, I'm in bed, yeah. I wake up with it, and that's how I wake up with these marks. So, you don't wake up when you get the bruise, you wake up the next morning and you have the bruises? I wake up in the morning and they're there. I wish that we could, while we've got you here and while we're together filming this, I mean, it'd be awesome if we could set up cameras to try and capture this, but the problem is we don't know what's going to happen, and that's the really frustrating thing for me, is all this stuff sort of happens, and I can't catch it. Frustrating doesn't begin to explain how I feel about this. I'd love to know where it's coming from, but I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. I'm dealing with it, I'm carrying on with my normal life, but I'm trying to just forget about it all, but I'm still waking up with it. It's still happening. Well, let me ask this, and don't be offended. Have you ever considered going to see someone like a professional? I have looked into it, and there's pretty much only one person that I would look at going to see. Who's that? Her name's Mary Rodwell, and she's a, a contactee therapist. And if I was to go to anyone, I would, yeah... I would probably go and see her, but she's miles away from where I live, you know. Okay, well, actually this then. If we could find out about Mary, and if we could organise it, would you be interested in going down that path? I think that where I'm at, at the stage I'm at, I don't have any other options, and I would like to find out more, so if you could uh, organise it, and we could get in front of Mary Rodwell, uh, now, going along with what you were saying earlier, how they like, why say these things? Right. So, <clears throat> he's only will see this one person, and the director's like, now, if we could, you know, it's almost like they're, they already got this lady in the bag, like, ready to go. Well, I already know they do, because her name was in the credits in the opening scene, so. Yeah. Well, obviously. You know what I mean? Um, but, but yes, yeah, this whole conversation doesn't need to happen. This conversation, exactly. The, I, I feel like they put this in the movie, but it doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have him driving and saying, all right, so I'm going to go see this person, this therapist or whatever mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You don't have to have this, like, you're not doing a Dr. Phil. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's I think kind it's of filler. odd. Like, it's just filler. Um, to make it a little bit longer movie or something? Yeah, just to... But it almost seems scripted, this part, to me. Yeah. Maybe not scripted, bullet pointed. Like, uh, hey, we're going to go from point A to point B. How we get there, wing it. But as long as we hit these bullet points within it. Right. That's kind of what it feels like to me. At least. I am glad, though, that he did answer my question. When, right before we talked about um, filming him and sleeping, I wanted to know if it's still happening. Like when was the last time it happened? And he flat out said it's still happening, but he doesn't know when. It's just sporadic. 
right. which makes sense. Um, but hypothetically, going with what we've thought and talked about with aliens, if they are more advanced, even though you don't like saying that, um, and they have the ability to change time in space, would you actually see him get abducted? Like, if they take him, couldn't they literally take him and put him back simultaneously, like, instantaneously, even though he was gone for, like, 45 yes. hours? I, well, I think it's possible. Yeah, so he he could literally get a shot of him sleeping, rolling over back and forth, sleeping all night, and then wake up and it's there, and he never moved. It yes. could happen. It could happen. I don't really think you're going to see 15 aliens standing in his room fucking with him in there. I don't see, see that happening. But if they're so advanced that they would come here and take him at the very least they would turn off the camera right or, like or, that other guy or it would be affected in some way somehow right like that and you guy. would not see it i mean the only way that you would see them is if the alien race is dumber than us and wouldn't know that there's a camera on a tripod in the fucking room right. filming them right so when you do shit like that to, i mean what are you really expecting I mean, I guess you're you're hoping you're going to see some crazy shit like that, but it's probably not going to happen. Now, your best bet is that you're filming him sleeping and he sleepwalks and fucking bruises himself, right, or something. That might be interesting. Be like, oh yeah, you sleepwalk, bro. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Right. Shall we continue? Yeah, absolutely. All right. that we're actually seeing? I think we are seeing a mixture of man-made as well as extraterrestrial. And more and more recently, there's more and more man-made. What are these UFOs, really? Look, I mean, personally, I, I really have no idea. You know, a lot of them are misidentified. A lot of them are obviously drones, you know, unmanned aerial vehicles. Um, is there a possibility that we are being visited by, you know, intelligence from another world in this universe of ours? As opposed to some form of, you know, experimental military vehicle. Some of the things that I've seen, I know that aren't from here because there's no way <laughs> that it's not just a disc-shaped UFO. It's a, it could be, and then it changes into three different forms, mm. and then it's gone over there into a pinprick, and then in two seconds later it's back in front of you. So you have to ask yourself if someone came to you as an outsider, someone who's not interested in this field, and they said that they saw something, which one would you accept? Would you accept the more incredible explanation being an extraterrestrial vehicle? Or would you accept the explanation that it's some form of new military technology? So, where our business was, this is all sitting in the same spot. They, I'd see them somewhere over there, and then they'd come back to the same spot where they would do their display. After a while, I figured out, well, I, I got the... I was pretty sure of it, that there's a factory <laughs> that they were interested in. One of the massive factories. I mean, giant, you know, big factories. I'm pretty certain that, that that had something to do with the interest. That's why they were there. There was something going on in this building 
I found a building very close to where we worked. I mean, proximity to where all this is going on. I would say 10,000 square foot or bigger building. And it was very high security also to get through that gate and through, you know, the, the boom dates and there was security. So I went nosing down there for this ginormous building with no signage except a tiny wee sign, yep. just to, obviously for um, the DA and all what they needed. And it had a very small plaque. It had an emblem and, and wrote something, something, something. Why is that added in? No, I have no but idea. This is where I've got to be careful, because I've been told to shut up because I believe a lot of it's got to do with this. Is something going on in one of these buildings? Have I accidentally stumbled across, or am I accidentally filming something I shouldn't be that possibly has been tested, or something that's been made in that building that was creating interest from above? kind of odd that they would censor that on I mean what do you suppose the reason for that would be hey guys how well, you going I've been getting a lot of thought to Liam's marks on the body and how before he starts talking I'll answer that um I think if you go off of what he was saying he thinks he's stumbled across some type of secret government base and they're afraid that um, by putting it in this movie, the government will come after him. Even though he's kind of talking about it, didn't really specifically pinpoint where it was. Yeah. It's vague enough that. But but he talked talked about the emblem. So there's got to be some type of corporation or emblem or a uh, corporation or government. So why not just put it out there then? Like once again, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you feel like, oh, they're going to come after you, but I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt it. Do we really think, like, I mean, how many times we blast CIA and the yeah, government right. and obey me and all those fuckers and the Clintons and all those other fuckers? And granted, we're not making a fucking movie, but we're making a podcast that's reached all over did, the world. Uh, you would. Okay. Let's say we were making a movie like we're trying to convince people. We would we would say Area Fifty One mm-hmm. because everybody knows it exists. I mean, just about if, if we knew about it, more than likely anybody could go on the internet right. and find whatever it is. If we didn't know about it, then we wouldn't know about it to even put it in the movie. So right. nobody else would probably know about it either, unless they physically work there. So whatever they stumbled upon. I can Other tell you, people have probably stumbled upon and know about it. You know, what I, mean? I, 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 I could tell you, but I can't, so I'm not going to say anything. To me, that's it, what it is. It's just that that fucking interview. What's his name's interview? Blink 182 guys interview. Oh, Same yeah, fucking, Tom DeLong. That's what it reminds me of. Every time they do that kind of shit. Yeah, I don't well, understand why. Cut, it's just stupid shits in this movie that shouldn't be in there. If you're not going to fucking say it, then why even put it in? Yeah, just leave that whole part out. Yeah. Because now I'm I'm going to be wondering what the fuck he's talking about, and I'm worried about well, I'm, that more so than what he's talking about now. Yeah, I'm, I'm irritated that we're making this movie about this thing, and you're gonna you're, you're censoring yourself yeah. for Christ's sakes! Like, yeah. I just I don't understand it. Like, 
Maybe maybe they only censored it. You got to pay for it to get the actual answers. You know what I mean? That, and that would be stupid, but I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I'd like that to be the reason. At least that's a better reason than just I I censored it. I'd like to call the fucking guy Don Mears and ask him why the fuck did you bleep that shit out? What the fuck did you bleep? Oh, yeah. You know. I don't get it. I don't understand that at all. It, it, it's. I can't see bleeping out some secret military or whatever place. Okay, like, okay, let's say for, here's another thing maybe is different topic, but you and I are out hiking someday and we come across a a chest and it's got a bunch of gold in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, we we might come back and do a podcast on it, but we certainly wouldn't say where it was. Right. So maybe it's one of those things. Like right? we we found we were hiking in such and such uh, national park, and we found this. But that's all we. But then we decided, wait, maybe we shouldn't have said what national park. So then we go back and and do a beep over the national park. Right. Yes, maybe like okay. Maybe well, that. if that's the case, if if he did stumble across devil advocate stumbled across a secret government thing why is he not blurring out the shit that he's seen then because maybe that's all secret government shit yeah that's a well yeah and at that point it makes you wonder all right is that shit then faked i'm not trying to shit on the movie i'm just trying to you know well no we're i think we're explain my being points critics here but and discuss as we go i mean yeah that's the point we got to remember there's a lot of uh just visual to mm-hmm. this movie with music. So we, lot, the listeners are just hearing a lot of music. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There it's are, a good soundtrack. I mean, totally down, yeah. down on the soundtrack on Amazon. Don Mears and mm-hmm. some chick are driving. And That's he's the married chick to, that he wanted, the only person, the only, uh, what do they call it, contactee, counselor. Yeah, yeah. That's who that is. Yeah. So, that's and now Don Mears is about to talk. Yeah. Let's get back to it. What you got to say there, Donnie? The doctor said that was snake bites. Now, admittedly, Australia has a lot of snakes. So we're on our way to meet up with an old friend of mine, Richard, who appeared in the first Australian Skies film. Now, Richard's a farmer, so he's dealt with snakes on a fairly regular basis. And uh, when I rang him and I said, look, can I come out and ask you a couple of questions about snake bites? He said, look, I'm actually going to be removing a snake from a shed this afternoon. Why don't you come over and watch? And then afterwards we can have a bit of a chat. Now, most Australian farmers will remove snakes themselves off their properties. They are experienced. They have grown up around snakes. They know which ones are venomous and which ones are non-venomous. They know which ones that they can remove safely themselves and when they should probably bring some up to come out and give them a hand to remove a snake. Having said that, if you're having a snake problem, always ring a professional and get them to come out to remove a snake. Do not attempt to do this yourself at home. If it was me, I would have 10 professionals come out to remove the snake. I would have the military or have a SWAT team come out because I really don't like snakes. And I can't believe you're making me go out and do this, Joe. This is your fault. I was not Mary. Her name's Jen. Thanks for introducing us, you fuck. You know? What the fuck did a snake get up on the top shelf? Yeah. Oh, Slithered. 
Sorry, can't help. Do I hate snakes? They're so fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah I don't think they do. So what kind of snake is it? Oh, it's just a calf of python. Now, uh, is it venomous? No. Nah. No, these guys kill their prey by um, constricting. Have you ever been bitten by a snake before? Yeah, plenty of times. Now, next question. Did it hurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it hurts. If this fellow crawled up in your bed, you'd feel it. Yeah. All right, let's put the fellow in the bag. All right. Joe, do you want me to cover this or do you want to have a bag? I'm not having no bag, no mate. No. no. <laughs> now, put him in there. Don't let him go because I'm letting the bag go right now. Okay? Now, I'm letting it go. <laughs> yeah, I'd be doing the same thing. Um, so he's going to leave him out in the wild. He's probably coming here looking for a quick feed, um, or he's followed. You know, he's followed a mouse or something in here, and he's either eaten it or he's lost it. Um, and he just thought, well, while I'm in here, I'll have a nap. Um, so we'll go let him back out in the bush, and he can spend his night chasing some field mice. In the bushes. He's going to come out of go up bag, there and chase some tail. And look at me and probably have one last little go. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we, we went right after him. You see that shit? Yeah. He knew it would. They camouflage quite well, don't they? Yeah. A lot of people come down tracks, so they don't even see him at night. Why would a snake do that? Yeah, sticks. Let me out of this bag. I'm going to come at you, bro. He's pissed that he put him in the bag. If I put you in a bag, you'd be. Can I let you out? Fucking hate Just watching it slither away, dude. It's fucking. Gives me the willies. Especially when you remove the snake from the bite. Um, you know, most venomous snakes do have a portion of the venom that's designed to stop the blood from clotting. You're definitely going to bleed. If a snake crawled up into your bed and bit you while you were sleeping, do you think you would wake up? You wouldn't sleep through it. <laughs> you wouldn't sleep through it? No, not, not, no, definitely not, uh, no. You ever been stung by, or a bit by a snake? Good uh, no. Me neither. Ah, snake! <laughs> they just scared the shit out of Don Mears, the director. Look, he's got, she's got a fucking tripod. Why does nobody else have a tripod? Wake up, being bitten by a snake. Smart man. Yeah, I agree. I don't think. When you hear someone's story, often they're the most skeptical of all. That's okay. So Mary Rodwell's talking the therapist, but I just want to say, yeah, I agree. If if you're sleeping, I don't give a fuck how deep of a sleeper you are. If a snake slithers in your bed and bites you, you are not going to sleep through it. You know what I mean? Like, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and just the thought of it fucking makes me cringe, dude. I, oh. I don't understand why people own snakes as pets. I really don't. All right, let's get back to the movie. Because Pardon still wants to believe it's not real. The reason I wrote Awakening was because I realized how many people out there f were actually having experiences, which was a surprise to start with. Initially, I thought it was very rare. It became very clear to me that there was a lot more going on that the public didn't know about. But what worried me was there were people all over the country that were writing to me saying, who do I go to? And that was what Awakening was, was really written for, a resource book for experiences. You know, they may say, is, well, you're probably going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, I saw this UFO and 
I didn't, I felt different afterwards and I'm not quite sure if something happened with time or whatever. You know, the first thing that I say to them is, look at the questionnaire that I'm going to send you. And that is the very first thing I do because they may not have been aware that this may have well been happening all their life. And the seeing the UFO is the final part of their waking up. There's a lot of misconceptions about regression. We've all got a knowing inside us, you know, resonance to truth. Mm. Even if we can't prove it, we have that kind of resonance when we hear stuff. Um, it may be, you know, random. You know, you hear something and you think, mm, that fits for me. That, that makes sense, even though it can't necessarily be proved. What I do when someone's in that space, one of the, the thing, two things they want to know is, was it real? Did I have this experience? Secondly, why? Why me? What's it all about? Well, when you take them into that space, one of the things some researchers won't do is ask those questions. They'll get them to show the scenario. They'll, yes, you're on a craft, you're lying on a, a bed, they're doing things to you, but they won't take it to that next level, which is actually asking questions. Because what I've discovered is when they're in that space, you can ask those questions and they can have a dialogue. Reminds me of one of the shorts I made a long time ago. Aliens came in and abducted the people and they made them play board games. I remember that. Right. <laughs> Do you reckon he'd still keep the camera rolling if the security guard asked? Oh, hell yeah, we'll just. Right. Don't, don't stop recording the show. Just go, what have we do that original? Yeah. Put the camera down. Kind of like Tom Arnold and Flea had a kid. Ghost vision and <laughs> We've come out to have a bit of a look at this area that Liam is talking about. This could just be one big coincidence. And that's what we're here to try and find out, is does this plaque exist? Does this company exist here? And is there something strange going on? This is it, mate. He likes his right gum. in front of us. I didn't see it. I don't know. What Liam said is right, that there is an organisation here fitting the name that he's given out and with a bit of research on it, yeah, they seem to fit the bill. If you were a conspiracy theory person, your red flags would be flying thick and fast. Does it prove anything? No, it doesn't. I still believe in coincidence, but it's very interesting. Right, go back in. But we don't know who they are what they do yeah I definitely think that look I think it's worth investigating but I don't know I think it still could be a big coincidence it's hard to say to be honest it really is um, how far do you want to go with this well that's a really good question because all the conspiracy stuff terrifies Liam he doesn't want anything to do with it doesn't want his family involved and he's asked me to be keep it all out like, be very careful of it. I have another idea, though. I need your opinion on this. Mm. I think that we should not pursue this at this point for this film that we're making now with Liam. But I, I do have another idea of where possibly we could go. Last night, Liam were in the kitchen and we were talking and I asked him if he'd ever considered going to see a therapist or a mm. professional to talk about his experiences. Surprisingly, he said he had... 
and that uh, the only person that he would actually go talk to was a therapist by the name of Mary Rodwell, mm. who apparently specialises in contactees. Well, I know Mary. Oh, okay. Um, I've known Mary for quite some time, and she's dealt with countless cases, very similar to what Liam is going through. He's at his wit's end with this whole UFO thing. He definitely would like to get some answers or at least be able to move on. What I'd like for him is to be able to walk away from this film with at least a little bit of peace, if you could get that. Send him back to his family with a bit of peace. Do you think there's a shot that might work if we go see Mary Rodwell? I think so. Um, look, he could be chasing UFOs for 10 years and not get anywhere with it. But at least with Mary, he could get some peace. But at the same token, um, he needs to understand that if he does access memories that have been suppressed for some reason, that can change him. It's almost like Pandora's box. Once you open it, you can't go back. Yeah, right. But Mary's up in Queensland. That's the other thing. Yes. Which means we might be going on a road trip. Mm. <laughs> Again. That's like you and I doing a podcast on Rock Vegas and hashing out a movie plot for the listeners. That's shit that should be happening off, off books. Or like talking administrative shit, talking about a website yeah, or something. Yeah, that conversation seemed unnecessary too. Yeah. But he did set up that he's doing a third one. All on conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he'll hey guys, only go see Mary. I'm on my way to Bundaberg Airport in Queensland to pick up Liam, and then we're going to go visit Mary Rodwell. Now, we managed to get in contact with Mary, and she agreed to talk to Liam on Skype. And uh, that talk lasted for a couple of hours, where they went into a lot of his experiences. And the conclusion was that perhaps a regression might be the best way to proceed. Uh, somehow look at some of his memories to do with these experiences in the hope of finding an answer for him. So that's what we're going to do next. Now, Mary started as a registered nurse, and then she became a counsellor and a therapist and opened up her own practice. And it was there that she came across a contactee. Now, since then, she's worked with over 3,000 contactees and also set up her own organisation here in Australia called CERN. And is also a founding member and on the board of directors of the astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell's Foundation of Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters for Free. So if anyone can help us find an answer to what's going on with Liam, I'm hoping Mary's the one. So why didn't he fly with hey. Liam? Uh, maybe so they don't have to rent a hey car. Or I don't know. Who knows? It's got all that shit in the back. Mm-hmm. Cameras and stuff. Probably wanted us to make the drive. Good, good to be here, mate. Good to see you. Fantastic. You ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. Right.
you need to sit up and be comfortable yeah, yeah. now. Just relax. And, and just relax. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever. Um, I've taken some notes. The most important thing here yeah. is that we're going to shut down left brain and we're going to allow right brain full, full, the full panorama of whatever comes in. Yeah. And it's easy, actually it's quite easy, but it's hard in another way. It's easy because you don't have to think. Mm -hmm. It's hard because you've got to shut down left brain to do it. Trance states, we're going into them all the time. Watching television, getting really focused okay. on something is when you go into a trance state. Sometimes when you're driving even. <clears throat> if you're going on a, a journey and you're doing a long journey, yeah. you sometimes forget where you are because you, you've gone into a you've kind of trance. You've driven through a small town. That's right. Yeah. I do it's, that in the shower so all the time. So we're doing it all the time. So there's nothing magical about it at all. Space out. The important yeah. thing with this is that what we're, what we're doing really is shutting down left brain so the right brain the one that takes in all the information, all the experiences that you've had on multiple levels. It doesn't edit, mm -hmm. it just spits them out. Okay. So for that, what I'm going to say to you is when I take you into that space, what I'm asking is to talk to the subconscious. The subconscious, I call it the superconscious as well. Yeah. And when I say, you know, um, what are you seeing or what are you experiencing or whatever, whatever comes, I need you to say it. No matter okay. how weird, wonderful or or strange it may appear to your left brain, yeah. your right brain is experiencing this. So what we're really doing is accessing your subconscious, your superconscious, and, and that part of you, that intuition, that, in, that part of you that knows. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it all together in this, this experience. So there'll be your knowing, your sensing, all those things will be valuable as part of the information. Yeah. You know, so that's how, how it works. And I'm with you. Yeah. I'm okay. actually in that space too. Good as part of it, because that's my role as, as part of it as well. So you will not be alone through any of this. Mm -hmm. Okay? Gotcha. So have you got any questions? Not really. I'm sorry. Okay, just, just ready you to go. And, uh, just, well, let's just, let's just, let's just go with the adventure. Yeah, it's an just, adventure. That's an adventure, and we will just see what unfolds, <sighs> yep. however it unfolds, and we'll get some answers. Cool. That's okay. what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I can put a little, a little something over your eyes if necessary. Um, you didn't need to worry about the black eye. Yeah. Now I was just saying if if um, I have got something I can put over the eyes. It's my favourite colour too. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> just start doing this. Calm and peace. Create that energy now. Feel and sense it around you. He's just laying in a beautiful in cloak of protection. Looks like he's sleeping. And safety. And as you walk down the steps, you're going to go deeper and deeper into this awareness and this knowing. As I count you down from ten, nine, eight. Uh oh, she's going to put me to sleep. Deeper and hmm. deeper. Seven, six, five. Deeper and deeper. Four, three, two, one. Now stand at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> and right in front of you is a beautiful, brightly lit passageway. And I want you to notice that on your left are many doorways, starting from your present age and going backwards in time. And we're going to a particular experience that happened when you were only seven years old. So I want you to find the doorway that says seven on it, and I want you to tell me when you see it and what it looks like. Yeah, it's a green door. Thank you. What's the next thing that happened? It's gone dark. 
Okay, what kind of clothing have you got on? Like short pyjamas, like oh. summer pyjamas. Okay, summer pyjamas. And you're standing where? In, in, in the bedroom. In the bedroom, okay. Where is the window? On my left. Okay, where is the door? There's one behind me and one in front of me. Okay. And I want you now, you were talking about being aware that you felt something was through the window. What are you feeling now when you look towards the window? And there's a bright light there. Okay. So you're seeing a bright light. What do you feel? You just see this bright light. Okay. You just see this super bright ball of light. It's a ball of light? Yeah. Whereabouts is that ball of light? At my head, right at my head height. At your head height, okay. What's the next thing you're aware of after you see this ball of light? What's the next thing that you feel or sense? There's other, there's other things there. What are the other things that you're sensing? Just beings, three, three beings in there. Can you describe what they look like? They've got big heads. Okay. Have they got any clothing? No, they're just all grey. Okay. Can you sense their height? Same height as me. Okay. What's your feeling from them? I'm terrified. And they're leaving me out. They're taking me out of here. How do they take you out of your room? Just through the glass. What's the next thing you're aware of? So... It's a big, big room. It's bright. So you're in a big room. Mm, it's okay. really bright. Okay. So it's very bright. It's hot as well. It's really hot. Okay. What can you see? What are you, what are you aware of in the room? I can't see anything. It's just this big. It's just bright. It's hot. And I'm lying down. What are you lying on? A bench, table. It's, it's quite comfortable, but it's thin. Okay. And you're, you're lying down? I'm lying down. The, the tall sort of human, tall human person comes in. Looks human. Okay. Can, can you describe what the colour of the hair is? It's long blonde hair. Long blonde hair. Is it male or female? Check male. Oh, okay. Damn. What clothing have they on? It's like a green, green suit. A green suit? Mm. Have you seen anything like that before? Not in green. Not in green? No. Okay. What are you feeling and what are you sensing? I'm just scared. He's just holding my head. He's just got both his hands on my head. I just see lots of colours. I've seen lots of different colours. Is that while his hands are on your head? Yeah. Giving me information of some sort. Okay, do you understand that? No. So what's the, the next thing then that you remember? waking up sick. Okay, and so you wake up feeling sick? Yeah, I'm back in my bed. Okay. I want you to sense and feel now this location that you were taken to. 
Where did you sense that location was, or where do you feel that location was? The sun. That's where he went. I was in the ship. And these beings that um, interact with you, do you get any sense of who they are? Yeah, he could have went to hell. But he was in a ship. You felt they were friends? Yeah. Okay, okay. But he was scared. We can ask some more questions about that in a minute. Because I'd like to take you to the next experience that you want to understand. And so I want you to leave that particular um, space and that particular age. And I want you to go to the time when you were working and um, at Wetherill Park in West Sydney. It's a bright light in the sky. How far away is it? It's a long way away. He didn't walk in the door this time. But I just see it. Okay. Can you describe what's actually happening as you're watching it? Is it... It's getting closer. Okay. Where are you? Standing outside the office. More lights. There's lots of them there. Okay. Mm. When yeah, you there's s- lots of them. Those, lots of them? Yeah, maybe 15. Okay. And the big one. And the big one. So they're still staying around the craft, are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're aware of more lights. What happens next? They, they all sort of made a big pattern in the sky like a diamond so all the small ones have made a big diamond shaped pattern in the sky next to the big object okay the pattern's just changing Mm. it's made a big it's made like an L shape in the sky but it's backwards does that mean anything to you? No. Okay. Two fighter jets show up. There's two fighter jets. Okay. So can you identify them in any way? Is there any identifying marks? They're silent. You don't you don't hear them. They just they're just there. There's okay. no there's no noise to them. Okay. Maybe they're not fighter jets. Okay, so what do you sense they might be? I think they're probably the lights that came out of the big ship. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Because they don't make any noise. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're, that's what you're sensing now, that they might be lights from there. Do any of them come anywhere near you or close to you in any way? The green and brown one was pretty close. By close you mean what? 400 metres away. Okay, okay, that's the closest, is it, that yeah. it comes? And that's why it's strange, because I can't hear it. Okay, but you can see it? Yeah. Can you sense um, what, what what is going on with this particular one, why it's come so close? I guess it's coming to uh, have a look at what we're doing, maybe. Is that what you sense? Yeah. Okay. Because it comes down and does a big turn above us. Right above you? Yeah. Okay. Well, still a wee way away, but it comes down and turns right above our work, above the yard. Okay. okay. But it's just not making any noise. And I'm just still trying to figure out why. Why it's not making any noise. Okay, well, ask that question. Have a sense of, of the, the craft 
and ask ask um, why perhaps it's not making any noise. What do you get when you ask that question? The start of a new journey for you. you got any other question that you'd like to ask? Okay. Do you know or sense who they are that are interacting with you? No. No, okay. So you know, at the moment you don't know who they are that gave you that demonstration? No. Okay. Do you sense anything else may have occurred during that time? That's great. That's great. Okay. We're going now to find out a little bit more about the marks on the body. So I want you to move no, out of that me. particular doorway, go into the passageway again, and one of the... I want you to go to one that will give you the answers to the bruising and the other marks on the body. And as you're going into this, we're asking the question about marks on the body so I want you to tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind as we're asking about having these bruises and marks on your body what's the first thing you become aware of who are they and when you say that who do you mean what are you seeing just a big red light a red light big, big red light okay Red light's really That's hot. the sun. Okay. So your your feet sort of it's like it's scanning me. Okay. So how is it scanning you? Whereabouts is it located to scan you? Sort of started at my feet and it's just going right up my body. Okay. So where do the bruises come from? The red light. They leave them. What's your feeling about the red light? I'm scared. You're scared? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like it's alive. It's a, that's that's it. That's the being. Okay. So that's the being, and this being is the red light in in a way. Yeah. Okay. It's alive. Okay. And this uh, and what is your feeling, um, knowing that it's scanning you? Is it, you said that you were fearful. Mm -hmm. Is it fearful because you didn't know what they were doing? Yeah, I don't know, and I've got no control. Of, no control. Okay. And no control. Okay. So you don't know why, you, you didn't know you've got any control, so the fear is that rather than anything else. Yeah, I just don't know why it's doing Okay. It's not telling me. It's not telling you. So we need to get some answers about that. We can do that in a minute. Um, that's fine for that particular experience. We'll see in a minute. The other... Um, one we want to. My name's Tom Stellauer. Told you. That's one. Wow, we've had four already pop up. This oh, is really? the first, first one that's actually like did it? audio. Oh. Alright. Luckily we can skip it. So, you know, I caught the fact, I caught the fact that she didn't put him in that room when she was talking about the, the alien craft. But mm -hmm. then she told him to come out of that room. Did you hear that? Yeah. So how could he come out of the room if he's not in the room? I don't know. I mean, this, see, I guess 
I don't know. That, to me, that's a minor detail. I have more of an issue of the whole hypnotism thing. Well, that's what to I'm begin saying. With. That's what I'm saying. Like with putting somebody with, in a room, out of room, it doesn't fucking matter. It, it does it's matter. All bullshit. And, well, in the first place. if if you believe, because I mean, I've I've experienced <clears throat> the counseling sessions where you do this type of thing, and it's very important to stay in the right room. If you, it's not going to make any sense Maybe to you because it's all bullshit. Maybe they edited that piece. It could be. Out, though, it could be. Kind of being. I mean, they cut from her, yeah, her, to, her to him, him to her to him. So and it could have been that they cut, cut it out that and one piece out. And only a, a counselor, one that going to school, would catch that kind of thing. Um, the other thing too is when she asked him to ask the brown and green machine why it's not making any noise. His response was, "It's a new journey for you." Wouldn't you probe that more? Because that doesn't give you an answer of why it's not fucking making any noise. And maybe they cut that part out too. But it well, just... I, the other thing is, she wants. So when he had these experiences or whatever, because we're trying to channel back to these things that he can't remember because he suppressed right, them. He suppressed them, right? And you have him ask these questions in the okay. But you didn't ask the question the first time you experienced it. So how are you able to go back to that point and ask a question and get an answer? That, to me, screams bullshit. Yeah. Th- this is all coming from your imagination right. at this point. Right. The whole thing is imagination. Yep. This is why I don't believe in hypnotism. I just don't. I, to me, it well, is not nonsense. It's, yeah, he's, he was hypnotized because we counted from 10 down to 1, <laughs> and that's hypnotism. You're being hypnotized when they do that. To get you to this fucking right. place. And that same reason when, when they, they hypnotized me so I had to quit smoking. So I quit drinking, whatever. No, you wanted to quit smoking. You just used this as a fucking thing to convince yourself because you just spent $700 to have somebody tell you, after this, you will quit smoking. But you already made the decision to quit smoking, so you didn't have to go here in the first place. You could have just fucking done it. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion on this whole thing. I don't believe in hypnotism. So I find this part all imagination, creative imagination with somebody who's leading you leading into you in that room. next yeah. step, next step, right. next step. Right. I don't know. I've never right. been well, hypnotized, but I could also be the type of person that can't be hypnotized. Yeah, you, you can't because you don't believe in it. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well... People believe in God. That doesn't mean there's a fucking God. No, you no, no, too. no. I know, but I mean, people okay, believe so in dumb shit. You I mean, tell yourself in your mind that it's bullshit. It's not real, right? You're telling yourself in your mind you think it's bullshit. It's not real. Bullshit. So because you've already got that preconceived notion and idea, it it won't it won't you won't be able to let yourself. Well, we'll and, get, and we'll let get let a counselor here that can do that. No, this is why this is why I disagree because I could not believe in UFOs. And then fucking see one. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden believe. You will never convince me hypnotism's real because when you have these guys that bring ten people up on stage and they're walking around clucking right. like ducks and shit like that, it's all bullshit. And they, the, the people, for one, you wouldn't volunteer to go up there if you weren't going to participate, mm-hmm. which is nonsense. And beyond that, they're probably all plants in the crowd. Uh, the people that go in and, and the whole smoking and all this, you've decided, you obviously are there for a reason because you want to quit smoking. You right. you made the personal decision that I want to, like, it's to that point now I have to go. You've already then just cancel your appointment because you just quit smoking. Just, 
that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to actually go through the this process. I, I don't believe it. I, I I don't think it's a. I could never be hypnotized, but nobody can be hypnotized because it's all bullshit. Okay. I the reason I, I'm so hard up on this at this moment is because I actually had the discussion about hypnotism with somebody I work with, and we got to the point where it was agreed upon that we would actually attempt it. We'd have, we'd find somebody that does hypnosis, bring them in studio, and we would have this person attempt to hypnotize both of us and see you know whatever under you know like let's say it's real. You're not going to fucking tell me while I'm hypnotized that I will, you know, pull my dick out and start jerking off every time I hear a, a car honk or something. Yeah, something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as long as it's like a controlled situation. But I also firmly believe that I don't I don't think I could be because I think I, I let's say hypnosis is real, but I think you have to be willing to participate. But you know what I mean? To me if you're willing to participate, then it's not, it's not what it actually is. It's, you've already decided that whatever this person tells you, you're going to play along. Mm. To me, it's playing along. It's improv. It's not what they like to, what they claim it is, where we're channeling this thing. You're in a trance-like state. I don't believe that. Not that you can't get in a trance-like state. I just don't think... This is, I think this is nonsense. Yeah, I know, I know. I, don't know, no, I get and, mad and because... Going into the trance thing, like I, I mentioned earlier, I do that in the shower all the time. I'll be in the shower, not really, just kind of zoning out, doing my thing. And then I'll be like, fuck, did I, did I wash my hair? I don't remember if I washed my hair. I've done that. And then I do it, it happens to me almost every day. You're in a relaxed state of, of zoning out. Yeah. That's not being hypnotized no i know i'm just saying she talks about being in a trance and when you're watching tv you zone out and i'm like well that's dude i do it in the shower all the time yeah all the it's pretty much every day you could be tired Mm -hmm. and it's warm and it's a comfortable setting yeah and yeah you're kind of just like uh feels good to stand right you know what i mean and and next thing you know it's it's been 25 minutes and you haven't done shit. Yeah. You just stood there under the water. <laughs> yeah. And dude, then you're dude, like, hang on. I said, Did I fucking yeah. soap myself? Did yeah. I even? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's different to me. I don't know. I, whenever they do this kind of stuff with UFO and when I was abducted and now I'm going, I have a really hard time buying into that. Yeah. This is one of the biggest struggles for me when it comes to UFOs and abductions when we do hypnotism, because I have a hard time buying into hypnotism. All the rest of the videos and all that, I mean, real or fake, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I yeah, Lose me when you do the hypnotism shit, though. I hate it, because you can't prove any of it. Right. You could fake a video, but at least if it looks legit. Like, some of his videos look pretty legit. Mm-hmm. You know? Minus the fucking grass. But Yeah, in the ground. All right, let's see what else we got here with this nonsense. You only got 20 the minutes. Other, um, I mean with the hypnotism part. What we want part. to know is also we want to get answers now. We want to know why you, why you're, you're having these experiences, and also we want to know um, some other things as well. One of them is about someone else that you have seen in a dream that you would like to know about. Um... So I want you now to go to one of the doorways that will help you understand the dream or the dreams that you have with a particular 
um, being or just walking through the park you're walking through the park what's the next thing you're aware of in, um, as we're looking into this this being that you want to understand she's standing right next to me okay are you conscious mm. okay you're seeing her yeah she's standing right next to me has she a name Aya mm-hmm. uh, okay and as you're standing look at, at her what's the next thing you become aware of when you're with her I think I've known her for a long time another time previous life previous okay. time okay so you feel you've known her in another life yeah And where was that life? Underground. Underground? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? All the homes are underground. Okay. So why has she come to visit you in this life? What's Rich the purpose of her being with you or visiting make, you? Make sure I'm okay. Okay. So she comes to make sure you're okay? Yeah. Okay. Is there any uh, anything you would like to know about her? that you um, would like to ask? Where, whereabouts, whereabouts is she from? What's, where is her? Okay. And what does she say to you as you ask her that question? It's a long way away in the future. A long way away. So she's visiting you from the future? Mm. Okay. So why is she visiting you from the future? To make sure you're okay. You already said that. Visits? To make sure I'm okay, to make sure I stay alive. So she's acting as a protection mm. for you? Yeah. Okay. What she look like? And when you, she says that she's from the future, are we talking about a future in this particular solar system or some other dimension? It's here. Are we saying Earth? Mm. So it's a future of Earth. Mm-hmm. And she's visiting you from the future to protect you. Yeah. So why is it so important to protect you? What is it that... Is about you that needs protecting. The family. The whole family. The whole the family. Future. Okay. So it's about you and who else in the family? The children. Right. Your children? Mm. Any anyone else? Not your wife. Okay. So what <laughs> did, what is what is it that you need to be cautious of or careful of then in this particular time? People trying to stop. People trying to stop people. And when you say stop people, what do you mean by that? From leaving. Can you explain what you mean by that? Not really. Okay, but you understand? Sort of. Okay. So I would like to just ask one more question. Will you eat my First pussy? First of all, I would like to ask if there's anything Sorry, about your gross. children or your wife or your parents that is significant for you to be aware of at this moment in time. Mm. Yeah, I need to see my mum. I need to talk to her. Okay. I need to talk to her. You need to talk to mum. It's time, it's time to talk to mum. Okay. Okay. Is there anything? She's got answers. Okay. She can help me. So she's got answers and she can help me. Okay. And is there anything else that you feel you need to understand? She's going to help. Okay. 
He's going to help. Okay. I want you now to be aware that you can move towards the steps, those golden steps. And I'm going to take you up those steps one at a time as I go one, two, three, becoming more aware. Four, five, six, becoming more aware. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Bringing yourself through now the doorway that you created and bringing your consciousness and awareness back into your physical body. I hope we didn't hypnotize any listeners during all that. Oh, I'm sure we didn't. Because when she counted down and now she's counting back out, you know what I mean? I hope we didn't, like, put somebody who's, like, driving to work all of a sudden in fucking some weird place, which I don't believe in, but... Or somebody at work, like, typing, and all of a sudden they're just, like... <laughs> zombified at their computer because we hypnotized them with this yeah. lady. But we're we're bringing them back. If we did, we we bring yeah. them back now. So welcome back. <laughs> good morning. I hope your nap was good. Yeah. And I hope you didn't get for fired. those of you in the shower oh, still. Crash. You did not soap your hair or beard yet. So yeah. But a bigger question <laughs> is why are you listening with your headphones on in the shower? Oh, there's Bluetooth speakers that you can put oh, in yeah. your shower. Well, there you go. You know. I was just thinking like somebody put their fucking headphones on all of a sudden they yeah. end up in the shower. That would suck. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, you ever done that? You ever walk in the shower with clothes on still? No, I've done it with socks before. Like, oh. Socks? Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I almost did with socks. Anyways, let's get yeah. back to the movie. <laughs> Sorry, we get derailed. Sometimes. I got ADD. Well, I, for me, it's just yeah. I don't know. I don't buy this whole shit. All right. No, no. Becoming aware of the comfort and relaxation of your body as you're lying here comfortably and feeling relaxed and refreshed. Oh, he opened his eyes. Where the fuck am I? It'd be funny if he had a heart on. Hello. <laughs> Did it work? Let's <laughs> take your time. He's pretending like it, then. yourself to be fully back. Let's take your time. Oh, God. You did very, very well for oh, your first you. time. You did extremely well. I feel like I've been drinking for about a week and I've got the dry horrors. did extremely well for a first time. You will find if you do any others from this time, they will be actually a lot more... They will be easier and more spontaneous even than today. Mm. The first time is always difficult to move from left brain to right brain. It's opened a lot of doors. Yes. I remember what we just discussed. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just made it up. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I thought when you're hypnotized, you don't remember what happened. They weren't fighting jets. Yeah. They weren't fighting oh, jets. Getting angry. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> they weren't bright lights. They came very close. Wow. <laughs> Should we do another one this afternoon? So. <laughs> <laughs> He's a glutton for punishment, really, isn't he? You know? Wow, that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. But there's so much, there is obviously a lot, lot more that needs to be looked at. And some of it will come in now as you've actually opened the door. Yeah. You know, you'll suddenly get these insights. I think the interesting one is your visitor from the future. Hmm. That gave me a, a huge... Uh, <laughs> Hard on. So it's not from the past, it's the future. No. Yeah, that was a... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, 
But they knew each other from a former life, though. So it is Paz. Thank you. You're most welcome. Well, maybe where he was at at that moment... Hang on, I'm going to pause it. Maybe where he was at at that moment was actually in the in the future. So, like, in future real time... So, like, in three weeks from this point, he meets this person... Mm-hmm. But then where he was at right now was actually in four years. You know what I mean? Right. I know, it's kind of but, fucking but hard to explain. No, he but. said they, they lived in a, in a previous life underground. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know? Um, yeah, it's all bullshit. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> How do you feel coming out, mate? Oh, I've been hit with a brick. I'm just like, feel a wee bit sort of, oof. no, I feel very... I'm very vulnerable. vulnerable. I'm I feel very vulnerable. Yeah. Like sort of sitting here all. Put his pants back on then. Yeah. Just just sit for yeah. a bit longer, I think. Yeah. Yes, and you need to. Yeah. I'm gonna make you a nice cup of tea in a minute. Mm, I'd love a cup of tea. Because that's what you need. Oh yeah, fucking tea. So what is the something that we're waiting for? What is it that you're being prepared for? Because I see you're still processing at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Um, there's going to be. There's going to be what I call light bulb moments mm-hmm. that he's going to get now. Yeah. And so it would be good for you to do another little thing with him yeah. in a few hours' time, maybe, when he's rested, and say, now where are you at with it? And yeah. just say, is there any other things that, that have happened in that regression that you now see in a different light or whatever? Because that's what's going to happen now. He's going to be assimilating. And he's going to start getting more insights around how he's putting it together. So I would suggest that you do something like that. But also in terms of his heightened abilities, because that's that's what some of this is about, is enhancing their intuitive abilities. See, I didn't even think about the cameras. Didn't you? No. I, I think you did didn't well even, then. Didn't even know that, I just One. didn't even know they were there. I was just more interested until I... You had your eyes closed. Learn about what was going to happen. Yeah, he did. <laughs> your eyes are closed, and you're trying to create this fake bullshit. You would forget about the cameras. Sorry. Beautiful scenery. Yeah, this is the wrap up. This is the wrap up. As we're drinking. Hi. Cheers. Enjoy your beer. I think oh, no, you do. Oh, beer. First off, I have to say, um, this is going to sound pretty weird, but I'm very proud of you. I thought what you did today was, I know it's terrifying for you. And I saw, I didn't really uh, become apparent to me how scary it was until I saw you coming out all at all. I could see that look in your face. I know you well enough now to know that, wow, that was pretty serious for How did it go for you? Did it help? Is the question I really want to know. I think, I won't say a great weight's been lifted off my shoulders, but half of the weight has. I, I feel as though Mary answered or helped me answer some pretty serious questions that I gave to her. Because I'd given up. I just, I tried to get rid of it. I tried to stop thinking about it. But you can't give up on waking up with marks. Exactly. And, You've got to get some answers. So that's what we did up here. And clearly there's more to be... You know, I think it's going to be ongoing, but I, I really couldn't be happier right now with the, the way today went, mate. 
I know what I've got to do next. What are you going to do next? Talk to mum. I think I've got to go, to go and see my mum in New Zealand and talk to her. Wow. I think it's... I think I've got to talk to mum about a few things. Yeah. But I feel good. I feel like... I've got some definite answers to some puzzling things that have gone on with me over the last five years. Or even further back. But, no, I feel good, mate. And I've got to thank you for it because nice. you've helped me... Pretty much without you, I wouldn't have done this. Keep the book open. Watch <laughs> <laughs> this space. Yeah. Cheers. He yeah. looks up and just starts scratching his ass. Oh, yeah. I wish we had kangaroos in America. America. We do it at zoos. That ain't the same. Look at him. He's just fucking petting wild kangaroos, dude. I don't know. I want to go to Australia. Dude, was, those are my two places I wanted to go, Ireland and Australia. Right, guys, we're at the end of the film. Uh, even though Liam's about to head to New Zealand to talk to his mother, I don't think we should proceed any further. I think that... This is a, the next step of this journey is something that Liam is going to have to do on his own because I'm starting to realise with this side of the phenomenon that it's very personal and that it's, uh, it definitely has two sides of the coin. On one side, we have people filming these objects and putting them on YouTube for the whole world to see and sharing them. But on the other side, it's very private and terrifying. Not just because of what people are experiencing, but also because people are afraid of being ridiculed and being ostracized. Because let's face it, if you're on the outside of this looking in, it's very easy to think that, wow, this just defies logic. The irony there, though, is that someone like Liam, who's experiencing this, would completely agree with you. So (laughs) I think the next time you think it'd be good to film a UFO, be careful what you wish for, because you might get more than what you bargained for. I need to thank the cast and crew, in particular Attila, Mary, and of course Liam and his family. Without those guys, this film wouldn't have been made. So, thank you for watching, and who knows, perhaps we'll meet again beneath the Australian skies. There are people out there that are, I believe, they're having genuine experiences and are having trouble coping with them. Um, and great. I do believe there are some people out there that feel so alone that they can't reach out to anyone because nobody will understand and listen to them. And it would be nice to reach out to these people, but it's very difficult. From all the evidence so far, all that we've gathered, all the data, not only in my own organization of a CERN, but also in FREE, is that what we're seeing is a huge shift in human consciousness, a shift that's showing us that we're not just 3D. And one of the reasons I love experiences talking about their stories, when you see them, when you meet them, when you get to know them, you know that this is coming from a very real experience. 
and how it's changed their life, that doesn't come from a fantasy. It doesn't come from a hallucination. It is there, in their faces, in the emotion, and also maybe even in the trauma that they experience or are expressing to you when you help them. So I hope for them they will get validation, and I hope so in my lifetime, or I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> so there's this whole underlying hidden side behind this UFO concept. What I've said is about 1% of some of the stuff that goes on. Uh, generally you uh, all have normal jobs and you get, get up and front up to that job and, and go and do your best and uh, keep all this to yourself. You just can't talk about it. If someone listening or watching this can relate to any part of what I've said, I would say that's going to be a success. and to find someone trustworthy to talk about it if they haven't told, talked to anyone yet. Yeah, that would be uh, ideal. Because it's not easy. Walked as in past tense, not present tense. That's weird, right? This whole part of this it doesn't mean to, it doesn't need to be here. Literally, he walked really in slow motion to a boat, got in a boat, and drove away. Or, or you know, yeah, drove away in the boat. These time lapse shots are pretty awesome, though. But it's, it's not necessary. No, I mean, all right. Well, the movie's over. So, oh, jinx. Or is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, we will uh, fade that out. Okay, Dave. Final thoughts. Now that we're done with that movie. Australian Skies 2. Well, it's, it's interesting because it brings a whole new side of things. You know, like all the other alien abduction stories we've seen and heard um they don't talk about the deep-rooted personal emotional things that they go through you know like that i can't remember the one guy that uh we we talk about all the time where the aliens did the thing on the camera and then they had the landlord didn't have people change the fucking um sighting i don't remember that guy's name oh um but you know what I'm talking yeah. about that fucking guy that that got moved and got Star Rose or Star whatever the fuck the alien name was that they called him Star Searcher or some shit. Um, like he he saw aliens and then got abducted and he had weird markings and shit. But 
he never talked about the emotional side of things. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. I, it, it was a decent movie. You know, I mean, there were some flaws that we both talked about throughout the movie, but um, it, it makes me, every time we watch these kind of documentaries, it makes me want to spend more time trying to find, because like, I don't know anyone that's actually seen alien, seen a flying object. Have you? Yeah. Do you have video of it? No. Then you ain't seen shit. I did. Nope. Can't prove it. It's not real. Okay. Be an asshole, I guess. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I okay, other than you, I've never seen, like, it just doesn't happen. You, you hear it all over the place, but we don't. I it's interesting it. you've never asked me. I guess. I thought we had Then again, I've about never. It. Yeah, I I'm, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know I've talked about it with people. Oh, well, okay, tell me your story real quick. You got time for that or no? Um, I think that's a nice tease for another episode, actually. Right, well, remind me. Um, but yeah, I have seen something that I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, but yeah, for, for another all story. All the for times time. we've talked about shit on all the other shows I, you've never that's mentioned. That's what I mean. That? It almost makes me think I, I had to have talked about it at some point. You might have, and I, I just zoned out and I didn't take a shower that day or something. I don't know. Something. I don't know why I wouldn't have, but then again, it's one of those things where, like, if I'm not asked, why bring it up? Maybe I don't know. But like when we did like the paranormal, uh, maybe I need to be hypnotized. When we know. talked about all the other things, you talk about that glass or whatever the fuck fell off at your parents' house, your grandma's house, or whatever. That was a little wooden. Yeah, whatever the fuck box it was. Thing. Yeah, like you did everything you could. That, yeah, that's well, the only we were, thing that I remember you talking about. Because we were talking about that. I mean. We, we, when we talk about UFOs and aliens and shit like that, we don't talk about shit we've seen or whatever. We talk about the topics that we're talking about, like in somebody else's videos or right, right, right. shit like that. So what you, what's your take on the movie? I don't know. I was I was good up until the fucking hypnotism thing. And that was a long part I'm of it, too. slightly <laughs> bothered by... Um, by, I have to take anything that is said during hypno- hypnosis as bullshit. I just have to, my mind can't accept it as being legit. Because I don't believe you act, can actually go to some fucking, I think you're just making it up. It's like you and I sitting here, closing our, our eyes and saying, alright, we gotta come up with a fucking plot for a movie. And... I start asking you questions. What should this movie be about, Dave? And then you would tell me. And then I say, so based on what you you tell me, then I ask you the next question. And, and we basically build the story from your imagination, but then we film it and call it fucking hypnosis. It's nonsense. It's not hypnosis. It's your creative mind coming up with something. You're making it up as you go along. Right. It's whatever you want it to be. Now, you may be in a state of creativity that I recorded this thing and then afterwards play it back for you and you're like oh man I didn't even remember saying that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so there's but you still created it all it's not necessarily real you know what I mean all right you you believe like in parallel universes and other dimensions right I think anything's possible but hypnosis not necessarily (laughs) I don't because I don't to me, it's not. It's exactly what I just explained. Right, I know. You're being creative. I don't believe you're you're 
channeling something that happened in your fucking past. Why not? Why can't not they that be that, accessing that, another parallel dimension? That's not what hypnosis is. Yeah, but in my opinion, maybe that's what it is. They say they're connecting to their right brain, but maybe they're using their fucking mind's eye. Do you believe eye. hypnosis is possible? I don't believe in the clucking chickens and all that shit, but yeah, I think that you can access, like, in a deep trance or d- deep state of re- rest and relaxation, you can access memories and shit. When being led down that path, they're just helping you remember. And the reason why is I've I've done it with my, my fucking flight thing. You know, I told you about that, the EMDR that I took or went through a couple times. Because I don't, I have a bad time. I don't like flying because of a bad experience. So, the way that she does it, she does kind of the same thing, but she sets up a safe place first, and I have to decide what the safe place. And I'm envisioning it creatively, what I see my safe place being. And then we take out this little box, my memory box, if you will. It's like a Rolodex, and I pull up the memory of that incident, and then I talk about it. And as I'm talking about it, she has these little fucking for lack of a better term, but vibrators that I have in both hand, and she'll hit it a certain amount of times while I'm talking about it, and it kind of de-escalates and, and desensitizes my memory of it. So then the second time I talk about it, I leave things out. Not purposely, I'm just, she's like, okay, what do you remember? Uh, I remember this, and I remember this, remember this. And then we get done, she's like, do you realize you didn't say this, this, and this? i like, I guess I didn't realize I said didn't say that. She goes, well, you're starting to desensitize yourself to it. Just by going over it with the things in your hand, it breaks up the concentration, it breaks up that memory. It's weird. But then that way she not, comes back afterwards and says, do you realize you didn't say this? Doesn't that, now she's reissuing that memory to you? No. And doesn't that defeat the fucking purpose? No. No, because I, I don't remember how she all did right. it. It's been a while. But so, anyways. C- cutting to the, all, all, through all the bullshit yeah, is, yeah. Somebody, I'm going to have to literally have somebody that does this not some quack Mm -hmm. but somebody that does hypnosis for that that's what they do Mm -hmm. and attempt to do it on me and and see if i can be if it can be done on me for one and Mm -hmm. then you know i don't know to me it's it's one of those things i'm not opposed to it i just have a hard time buying into it right just like i have a hard time buying into psychics and shit like i just to me it does not to me, it seems like these are. This is all. It's it's like a fucking 1950s circus act. Mm-hmm. Where all we're doing is trying to make money here through your scam, just like the guys at the fucking pop up tent churches where right. they're slinging their fucking coat on you, and, and all of a sudden you, yeah. you you roll up in a wheelchair and you're fucking doing a jig. Ten seconds later, I don't buy it. It's all bullshit. Yeah, that's all bullshit. But to me, it's all in the same realm, though. All that shit, hypnosis, because because it's all done by. These, like, kind of, you know, that's how it all started. Right. Look into my eyes, hocus pocus type magic. I don't buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, magic is, there isn't actual magic, you know You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, if, if you can do sleight of hand, if you have a willing participant, you can, you know what I mean? That's the, I think you have to be a willing participant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're doing it yourself, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with hypnosis. As for the rest of the movie, I think all the time lapse stuff was really cool. 
they should really sell that footage to <laughs> Australia Tourism, Tourism Board yeah. because they would. That's pretty fucking solid. Some shit there. Mm-hmm. Um, the UFO footage is interesting. I don't believe it was faked. All of it, maybe some of it, a little bit, but um, I don't know. I think I, I felt like they could have went a little bit more yeah, into his story, but maybe they did in the first one, and maybe. that's the piece that we don't have to know more of what whatever was in that movie. Right? Maybe, maybe so, it was all alien stuff there, and this was right. all strictly on his. This was the next. Well, this is obviously right. the second movie piece to it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we're missing a piece of his maybe. story with that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was odd movie for me overall. Yeah, it was weird. I really feel like I need to see the first one now. Yeah, I kind of want to. I feel to. like I have a hole in this overall story. I feel like I was. I'm, I feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. So we got to see it for free. Yes, yeah, super dope. Glad I didn't pay for it. To be honest with you, I, I would have probably red boxed it, maybe. Just or you know, I'd have been pissed if I had to pay for it. If it was for the podcast, it was. It's worth a buck fifty. <laughs> Dollar fifty, maybe, because you yeah. if you paid for it. <laughs> like I said, I, I yeah, man. we watch other shit. If we were doing two thumbs up or two thumbs down or one thumb up, one thumb down, whatever, I, I wouldn't give it any thumbs up. I'd give it a thumbs sideways. I couldn't I'm do in it. between. It doesn't. It's not bad. Yeah, it would, not it would, so would we get no stars, no thumbs for us. Yeah, or half a one from you. Probably a half a one. Yeah. We'll get none for me because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this movie was about, other than this guy's experience that I half of it I can't even buy into. Mm-hmm. He's seen shit. It's like he's drawn to these things, wherever. Like they're making him. But uh, if, if he would have cut out the whole hypnotism part, I'd have been way more. Able right. to buy into the right. story. Well, hopefully the first one doesn't have any hypnotism. Yeah. We will have to seek the first one out. Maybe we'll I'll spend a dollar fifty on that. Seek and destroy, brother. We'll find it. Yeah. So, anyways, hope the listeners maybe enjoyed it more than we did. I don't know. They didn't have to watch it; they got to listen to it. Right, which could have been worse because there was a lot of yeah. fucking just music. So this podcast could have been either the worst one we've ever done, simply because of no, that, we've had worse. or it's uh really nailed it i don't know yeah either way they're getting to hear shit that they wouldn't normally they're they're not probably ever going to hear because they'll probably never go after this movie but anyways uh, until next time i guess thank you
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the beard. Our podcast network hotline USA Chat three one one. That's eight seven two two four two eight three one one. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today!